What do you do when you've really offended your audience? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I stepped into it, my friends. I am your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs over at Heather Gray Consulting. And this episode, I'm actually moving up the chain a little bit. I had a pre-scheduled episode already um, in the books, but I'm going to add this conversation into the queue a little bit sooner and move the schedule around simply because I think it's a really important conversation to model for other business owners who are listening. So this episode comes with a little bit of a backstory. A couple of weeks ago, I put out a request to my email list for questions for the show. Um, You heard last week I did an episode called Quit Working for Free, um, where I called out a it's being it's it's being received as me having called out somebody who wrote into me and said, "Hey, listen, yes, I absolutely have a question for you, but I'd really rather you not air it on the show." In that description of that episode and in that you know conversation I had with you guys last week, I said, "Hey, listen, I don't work for free. I'm not giving you my two cents because of the idea being that if you're writing into the show, you are providing me with content for my." show in exchange, I am giving you my free two cents. That's the give and take. And that's how that works. So when I did that episode, I felt pretty pumped up about it. Honestly, I felt really, you know, I felt like I had created a teachable moment. I felt good about the conversation I had. And I was really, really hoping hoping that I would be opening the eyes of listeners because I do think and know and acknowledge that I went against the grain of a lot of advice that business owners get in terms of working for exposure, showing up and getting yourself in front of as many eyeballs with your zone of expertise will make want people want to buy from you and learn from you. Um, people end up delivering like, I didn't even get into this on the conversation last week. It's probably a whole nother podcast episode, but they get on these quote unquote sales calls. And in order to prove their expertise, they end up giving an hour of free coaching away to a prospective client just to prove to the prospective client that they're worthy and valuable. So I had this conversation with you guys last week, and you should probably go back and listen to it if you haven't already and probably listen to it before you continue this particular episode. But I had this conversation and I said, hey, listen, if you want to simply write in and you want my my two cents and you don't want it to be free content for the show, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. Send me your question and I will answer for a hundred bucks. And I, I actually got two whopping people wrote in and and said, fine, here's my hundred bucks. Will you answer my question? And I did it. And it, it was, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a new business model just yet, but um, it was it was really nice to be seen and respected and acknowledged for the value that my time has. But I took that episode and it became a conversation that I started on Facebook. Um, and we all know that's the devil, right? My friends like, let's just be honest. But I brought it over to Facebook because I know that I have a lot of entrepreneurs Neural friends. I have a lot of coaches and consultants who also follow and connect with me online on this idea of I am doing this. I said, like, I don't want to work for less than a hundred bucks. And this is why I want people to understand that working for free teaches people how to treat you. 
And it doesn't teach them how to respect you. That if you want to feel respect and you want self-respect, you have to show up for yourself and your business. And that means you have got to quit working for free and selling yourself for exposure. By and large, the um, public sort of response to my cry and my rally cry was largely positive. Behind the scenes, though, after I did that episode, my inbox blew the F up. I think at this point, I have like 17, maybe 19 different emails from people saying that I disrespected the listener who said that they didn't want their podcast question aired in the first place, that I was airing my dirty laundry, I was trying to be provocative. But the overwhelming offense was really at this idea that the entrepreneurial space tells everybody you get to ask. You get to ask. And nobody in my response to this is nobody in the entrepreneurial space with any frequency or consistency is sending the message that says they get to ask and you absolutely positively get to say no. So the offense in the implication, um, and several people said, I was offended, you hurt my feelings, you embarrassed me, I started to think about the letters and the messages I've sent to other business owners asking for help, and started worrying and wondering about how I was perceived, you have me questioning myself. There were a lot of emotional reactions to what I said, and I understand, because if you are coming to a show about mindset, you are likely struggling with your mindset, right? Or you know you have room for development and you have room for growth. Because if you feel like you've got it, well, there's probably a crap ton of other podcast episodes you could be finding yourself with. So the idea being, and the one that I reacted to the most, is that I have people coming to me who were in a place of hurt and I gave them another reason to hurt more. When I read that comment, it was a little bit like a sucker punch. But the, you know, and immediately I go like, oh, maybe I took it too far. Maybe I did this. And I realized that like, you know, I didn't do this to be provocative. I did this to be adamant. I did this to really inspire people to think differently. I didn't think that a rallying cry to know and own your worth was a provocative post. I didn't know that it was offensive. I I don't think that I knew I was stepping into it. And I certainly didn't know I was having a conversation that was going to generate such an emotional reaction. And when I initially did, I want to walk you through the other side of it. Because nobody talks about this part. Nobody says, well, what the hell do you do once you've offended a group of people you really care about, right? Nobody has that conversation. They just tell you to be provocative, you know, as anything. Um, And that like those who know you will love you and those who don't were never your people anyway. And so I need to tell you a little bit about what I did. First of all, publicly, 
I didn't change my tune or my mind. Because the reality is, is my opinion hasn't changed. I still don't think people should work for free. I still think the letter writer who wrote in and said like, yes, I'd like your advice, but no, I don't want to pay you and please don't put it on the show was absurd for asking the question. So just because I've offended people, it doesn't mean I did anything wrong. And I think that that's a really important thing to model for business owners, particularly in a political age here in the United States, where as soon as somebody says something kind of offensive or does something that some person finds offensive, there's this immediate apology. I am not apologizing for my opinion. I am not apologizing for how I delivered it on the show. I'm not apologizing for having a discussion on Facebook, even though I probably wouldn't go and do that one again. What I am acknowledging is that I never sort of paid attention or good enough attention to how it would feel for someone who's done that behavior to hear it reflected back. Because what I believe happened and what I believe is the root of the offense is the way I held up the mirror. The way that I just was like, and this is you. And let me tell you all the ways that you are incredibly offensive to me. And I didn't realize I was doing that. And when I realized that well-meaning, well-intentioned people including users and abusers of free content. I'm not going to like say that everybody (laughs) was smelling like a rose in this conversation. There are people who just feel entitled to free, free, free and don't want to be questioned about it. But when I could tell I had genuinely confused somebody, I had genuinely sort of offended somebody, they sent me the email and I managed it in email. And I went back and I had the conversation. And I went back and I had it for a singular time. I did not engage in back and forth. I did not like go back with further dialogue. And each of the emails I wrote and I said, this is where I'm putting this conversation to rest. If you're still feeling offended and alienated by my content, it seems like now's a good time for us to part ways, or perhaps we're leaving with a better understanding and we can agree to disagree. So that was my path and my choice because I only had 17 to 19 people and I didn't have to send like these page long emails. I was able to say, hey, listen, I hear you. I recognize that I put up a mirror to your behavior. I I recognize how you receive that. That's not what I was intending. What I was intending was for you to never do the, you to never work for free. I didn't realize I was putting up a mirror to the people who have asked others to work for free. And so I just, it's a couple of lines, a couple of sentences. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, somebody asked me, it was like, wow, you really created a little bit of a shit show with that conversation. Like, what do you think about it? And the reality is, is for me as a business owner, I would absolutely do that again. But one of the things that you want to think about as a business owner yourself is on the other side of stepping in it, on the other side of creating a hoo-ha about something, what do you want to 
give energy to? What do you want to give attention to? Because just because people think you should be apologizing, just because people think that they deserve a back and forth and a give and take, you don't have to decide that you do for yourself. You get to decide as a business owner, who do you want to be and how do you want to move through the world? The people who came at me with entitled like, hey, like this is the way the business world works, Heather, like you give free content, it builds no like and trust and people get, you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, ex- I didn't engage in that debate. I didn't go into the like, well, that's not a business model I subscribe to. I didn't even go there. I only chose to interact with people who were honest enough about their experience. I chose that because I had been honest about my experience. And it is my experience that like it is, you know, um, that that give and take can sometimes lead to greater understanding. I've talked to a lot of business owners since this and a lot of people have been like, what the hell, Heather? You did 17 to 19 emails. You kept this conversation going. I didn't do it because I wanted client retention. I didn't do it because I didn't want to lose a podcast, you know, listener. I did it because when I delivered that content, I had wanted to teach a skill. I had wanted to teach people how to stand up and own their worth. I hadn't, in teaching that lesson, sort of addressed the the people who do the asking. And so now what I want to clearly do is also address the people who do the asking. Because here's the thing that I really was able to see. And granted, I, you know, 15, 17, 19 people, it is not a sample size by any stretch of the imagination. But it is a good reflection starting out point that a lot of the people who were reaching out were new. They hadn't done this before. They didn't realize. They didn't know. Or... They were following the direction that everybody says that says you get to ask. You get to compliment someone on their expertise. You get to share your interests, blah, 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 blah. So what I want to sort of add to the conversation now in the light of day, as things have calmed down and my inbox hasn't been filled up with conversations, is to say, like, don't just because you're new, make the assumption that you don't have anything to offer in value in return. So for example, one of the things that I reacted to was this idea that like, oh, you want to listen to my show, you want to get daily free content, and you want to ask your personal private question, and I don't get anything from it, right? If someone had written in and said, hey, listen, Heather, like, here's the deal. Like, I just invested in this course. I'm three months into my business. I just did this, that, and the other thing. My back is against the wall. I don't have, you know, the funds right now to invest in working with you, but I was thinking that you might have something to offer. Is there a way that we can have this conversation in a a mutually beneficial way? Because if that letter writer had done that, I could have like changed the letter writer's industry so that there'd be no way they'd be identifiable because we as business owners all like have similar issues, even though we come at it from different perspectives. I could have added in some sort of falsehood about the country of origin. So people, you know, I could be talking to an American, but I could say you live in Australia. Like there was so many different ways that that could have happened. And all you have to do is be transparent about that part. 
even if it's to say, hey, you know, because I would absolutely do this. If somebody says, hey, Heather, I'd love your two cents, but like, I got to tell you, I can't afford you right now. Or, you know, I, I'm not really comfortable having my story aired on a podcast. Wonder other ways I can make it up to you. I would say, well, would you be willing to leave me a review on iTunes? Would you be willing to, for the next couple of weeks on Instagram or on whatever social media channel you use, would you be willing to tag me and promote one of my episodes? Uh, would you, do you have any friends who you think might benefit from me? Like there's so many different ways to offer value. Um, and I've done this before with people who have said, Hey, listen, like I've got this tricky situation. I, I know for a fact, you know, so-and-so listens to your show. Um, you know, could I have your two cents in exchange? I will X, Y, Z. And people have done it in exchange of services for me or, you know, something like that. So I encourage people to have that dialogue to say, hey, listen, I can't reimburse you with money right now. Is there another way that I could offer value to you? That is another way of having the ask or recognizing that sometimes people just want that give and take and exchange of ideas. And so it could come in the form of a mastermind or a coffee chat or something. But don't assume that just because you don't have the expertise in the person you're asking from, that they can't somehow benefit you. And I I think that, you know, the other piece too is if we think about relationship marketing, why does that exist? And it's because we are so tired of the like the spammers, right? The people who just come in and drop links and come in and promote themselves and blah, 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 right? We don't like that. So why then would we really be teaching it's okay to ask? Because it goes against a relationship skill. So if you can break it down to what is a mutually beneficial way to engage in this relationship? How can I offer value? How can I approach this with relationship in mind? There are so many opportunities for figuring this out because the reality is, is if you are in a position where you don't have the funds, you probably have the time um, because you don't have client hours. You don't have things filling that up. So how can you use your time when you don't have the funds? There's so many different ways of thinking about it. So that's what I would want you to do. And that's my message to askers. Now, I want to expand and zoom out the lens a little bit. Because at some point in time, if you are doing your job right, you are going to offend somebody too. Because you are not everybody's cup of tea, you shouldn't be everyone's cup of tea. The people who need to find you need to know what sets you apart. So after the vulnerability hangover, after you've, you know, sort of stepped in it and didn't realize you've stepped in it, how do you move through the world? Now, here's what I, you know, really want you guys to think about. And here's what I really want the takeaway to be is that we so often, and I was just talking about this yesterday, we so often get reactive, right? We so often, we put ourselves in the reaction seat, like we give up control, like, oh my gosh, my audience is mad at me. Oh my gosh, my, you know, all of these people like think I'm like the worst person ever. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Rather than, well, do I still think that? 
Do I still have that opinion? What do I want these people who disagree with me to know? So if I was already the business owner I wanted to be and the life and business I wanted to have, how would I respond to these comments? Because so often we go from this, we go to this place of feast or famine, right? Like, oh my God, I probably just lost a client doing that. Oh my gosh, this person's not going to listen to me anymore. Oh my gosh, this person's going to, you know, and this is the one I hear from my clients all the time. This person is going to blast me on social media. It's going to affect my reputation. Like we create all of these reactive stories rather than recognizing that when we get to a certain level of success, when our, our, you know, our revenue is matching our goals, when our business model is matching what we have strived for, those things will matter less because we are not relying on them for our bottom line. And yes, does it contribute to the, you know, fear of it all going away at some point? Of course. But the reality is, is most people who are obsessing about the negative comments are doing it because they have the time to read those comments. So the other piece to say is if I was already at the level of success I wanted to achieve, how would I manage that? And the reality is, is when I reflect back on how I managed it, I know that when there comes a time that I say something that offends more than 20 people, I am not going to be able to respond with individualized emails. But perhaps I'm deciding now in this interaction that when I've offended a massive amount of people, I will write one standard letter, send it as copy and paste, identify that it is a group listing email because I hate those emails where you're like you're it's being sent to a mass, but they act like they're talking to a singular person. But to say, hey, listen, in recent weeks, I've gotten a huge you know response to this episode. I made a lot of people angry. Perhaps you're one of them. I want you to know that this is where I land and this is what I was thinking. Then you can use it as an opportunity to communicate and tell your audience what you want them to think. But the other piece attached to this, my friends, is to recognize and own that you do not owe them an explanation. And I think that when we have these personal brands and we're, we're our, our own businesses, right? Like that our businesses are our names. We think that we have to sort of live and die on that particular cross of constantly apologizing, constantly being good enough. But it's just like, again, like I was talking about yesterday, like we have to know what our value is. We have to know what our worth is. And we have to know where we begin and where we end and recognize that sometimes people are going to be offended and they're not going to get addressed by us, that we're not going to address their offense. We're not going to correct our point of view. We're not going to apologize. We're not collecting $200 and we're not passing go, right? Like we're just moving on. So you want to think for yourselves as you're developing your business practices, as you're thinking about this, how am I going to manage controversy when I stumble across it? Because that is a far better problem to have than how am I going to avoid controversy? Because if you're playing vanilla, and you're playing it safe, and you're playing in the cover your own ass territory, you are not standing out and your people can't find you. I think that's a really good place to end for today. Getting really clear on who you want to be as a business owner, how you want to move through the world, and how you want to manage it when you inadvertently or intentionally piss people off. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I didn't think this episode <laughs> episode was going to be necessary. 
But I wanted to model for you guys in real time how to do this and how to manage it for yourselves. I certainly hope I do that, but you don't need to email me about it. Thanks for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.